Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It's Monday evening. Somebody got lazy around here, and so we didn't do the show on Sunday night because we had celebrations all weekend in this house. But myself and Richie Barnes and one of our – we were just talking about it. We're, 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 I need Brian to create a graphic for us to see who, who's got the lead here. But I think uh, Seminole Booster CEO Michael Alford is, is taking the lead. We'll see if Lonnie or Meat comes back to, to edge him out here in a minute. But – Michael, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing excellent, TJ. How are you doing? Richie, you're all doing well. I really appreciate, as always, you having me on anytime. I'm doing and, and I, you know, I can get on more than Lonnie and me, two great coaches, and I, I'm doing good things. Hey, so that's I, I, I love it. I love it, Michael. And I love the competition that you guys are going to be fighting to come back on the podcast. It, it puts us in a good spot. So I, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, no, we're, we're doing well. We, uh, I'll, I will include you on this. What did you have? What, Richie, what'd you do this weekend? Michael, what'd you guys do this weekend? I I've, I had a weekend, so I'll tell you, but you guys go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll let our special guests go first here. <laughs> oh, this week. So my wife was in Oklahoma city, believe it or not, which I just flew back from. She flies there for a wedding. So uh, I really spent the weekend with, with my family and coming into the office and, and getting a few things done. My, I got my three daughters here since the summertime. I'm once back from Spain, who was a professional volleyball player there. Uh, so she's here, and then my youngest, who's a junior child, and then my middle one, who plays at Central Michigan and goes to school there, is here for the summer, about to go back. So it's really uh, just spending the weekend with them and and making sure they got everything taken care of they need to get taken care of. Richie, what do you have going on? Yeah, man, I, I went and played golf this weekend. It was miserable. It was like 105, 100% humidity. It, it was just terrible. I shot a 95. I'll talk about that on my golf podcast tomorrow, <laughs> par four, for those of you that listen. And then yesterday was just a house day. You know, I, I had a honeydew list. My wife gave me a bunch of stuff. Um, to her credit, she did a lot of stuff as well. Where The people that listen to the show know we're, I'm in like in two months of complete home renovations, and I think we're done now. So that, that's a good spot to be in. Mm, that sounds terrible. Well, home <laughs> yeah, it was. Richie posted Richie posted to his Instagram that he was out there grinding or <laughs> suffering or something. And I was like, nobody feels bad about you playing golf at one o'clock on a Friday afternoon, bro. Like, no, there's no sympathy from any I, of I was, us. I was that. grinding on the driving range like our <laughs> like our good friend John Peck does, yeah. uh, who just had no. his PGA debut. Shout out to him. So I'm trying to get on his level. I'll never get there, but it's fun to imagine. Yeah. TJ, TJ, I'm telling you, my life, my one of my life goals is to be on Richie's golf podcast. Oh man, that, that's on, an Richie, easy Richie, fix. Richie will get you on tomorrow, man. We'll, we'll book you back so fast. Um, <laughs> no, it, the uh, the weekend was crazy over here. My we had my son's one year old birthday party. Yes, or on Saturday, and then um, yesterday, my wife surprised me, and we went out to dinner. At a steakhouse here in Tampa called Council Oak. So anybody in Tampa um, that's familiar with that, it's at the Hard Rock, and the it was Seminole Hard Rock. Yeah, it was probably. I don't want to get real crazy, but it was as good of a steak as I've ever had. Like I'll just say that. Like it was, it was, it was up there with like any of those Charlie's Burns, or like any of those. It was, it was fantastic. So, um, in fact, I had the second half for lunch today. So <laughs> I'll have to um, that one down when I'm in Tampa. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic. So 
we uh, we avoided the casino. Uh, and so I didn't lose any money. Well, I lost money at the steakhouse, but I didn't lose any money on the floor. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, Michael Alford, FSU Seminole Boosters. We uh, we appreciate you coming on and uh, and want to start here. We just talked about uh, we just talked about John Pock. Kind of a cool experience that I'll, I'll let Richie go. I don't want to steal his thunder, but kind of uh, we'll start with golf first. I know that's not always what what gets started with, but Richie, I'll pass to you. Yeah, man. So I'm excited. The U.S. Open is always one of my favorite tournaments of the year, but primetime U.S. Open. We're going to be watching golf till, you know, 10 o'clock Thursday and Friday and then about eight o'clock on the weekend. Um, but John obviously played in it last year. He was a low amateur, which is amazing in itself. Um, but getting away from the tournament, you know, John, I, I love this. He went from competing for an NCAA championship, had a phenomenal showing out a, in Arizona. And then he signs a contract with Nike and TaylorMade and just played his first PGA uh, Tour event. But before doing that, he went up to the Memorial in Ohio at Jack's Place, one of the best non-major tournaments in the entire season, um, to accept his award, the Jack Nicholas Award. He, he swept all the major awards, the Hogan, the Haskins, and the Nicholas. And, uh, Michael, you got to go with him along with a few others, thanks to someone who is competing this weekend, Brooks Kepka. did he just call you guys and say, hey, I'm going to send a private jet for you? Because that was awesome to see you guys show that. Uh, a Florida State golf alum sending a private jet to a current Florida State golfer, um, you and others, to say, hey, y'all y'all go fly in style this weekend. It, it, you know, Brooks does such a good job of still staying involved and supporting our program. Uh, he talks to Coach Jones regularly. Uh, he texts with our current players. Um, you know, I talk to our current players and, They'll tell me like, uh, you know, I had a bad day and and Brooks sent me a text on it to, to keep my head up. And, you know, that's just great for them to know that someone of his stature of, of competing at the level he competes at and how successful he is, that he still loves this place and, and loves to provide help when he can. And he knew John was going up to, to accept that award and he knew that John's schedule it's almost like winning the Heisman. I mean, he was going from the Haskins mm -hmm. to the – I mean, his schedule. And then while preparing for his first tournament was was very hectic on him and uh, on the appearances. So he, he called and said, hey, let me, you know, take care of this and get you all up there so we could get him back. John immediately back and still flying commercial. And that way he could get – he literally landed – got in his car and drove to South Carolina that night for his practice round the next morning. Um, so, you know, that was great for Brooks to do that. And just the support that he gave um, to this program to, and the support he's given John and the knowledge is something that's just very special. Yeah. And I thought it was cool because, you know, a lot of times people criticize former players like, Oh, that they make all this money. Why don't they give back? You know, Brooks, he's earned over 30 million on the tour. Clearly he's giving back, but it's kind of cool when they don't publicize it because, you know, they get accused of not caring, not giving back. But clearly a lot of this stuff happens behind the scenes. And my guess is with pretty much every sport, you see a lot of this behind the scenes that you never hear about. But I, I think Florida State does a good job of having those former athletes give back. It, does that sound accurate? Because, again, it's not publicized because they don't want that attention, but they're still giving back to the program, which is awesome. I can't tell you. And a lot of times we work with them too. And a lot of them to their credit, uh, I want to publicize it more their involvement and they don't want to, uh, you know, they're, they're like, I want to be involved, but I don't, I don't want the publicity about it. 
I want to do what's right. Florida State meant so much to me and provided not only the platform, but the education for me to go be successful after school. And whether they're a professional athlete or just after school and uh, they're successful businessmen and women, but they, they want to give back. They want to be involved. And it's something we need to do a better job at as well as is making sure that we engage not only the, the former athletes who are, are being successful now, but engage them while they're in school and let them know the benefit of supporting the boosters and where it goes and who it goes to support. And some examples that um, that we do uh, to make their life better while they're here. And that's something that we're constantly talking about, about how we improve that. Speaking of, um, where certain things go and who it benefits. I want to take you here before we jump into football, but uh, man, not only softball, which I know you were in Oklahoma city, um, but our soccer and softball programs, we, we haven't been on since, since either one of them wrapped up their seasons. Obviously if we could have changed the result of both of their final games, we certainly would have, but that doesn't take away from how excellent both of their seasons were, how excellent both of their postseason runs were. Um, we have we can we could do our entire show talking about how great Lonnie and Mark are. Um, oh, and don't forget you're having Jenny on, I believe, tonight too. And yeah, that great run they yeah. had, and, and Brooke, Coach Niles, and her run in Beach. I mean, what we're doing across the board, and and really it starts with David Colburn, who who really wants a, a standard of excellence amongst all the programs. And just what we're doing across all of our programs to have that success. And really, that starts with what we're able to provide the resources for them to compete at that level. And I'm talking everything from nutrition to weight room to our medical staff and sports medicine training program. That's where the annual fund goes. And I know you all are, are so I'm so appreciative that you all are, have provided assistance in us getting that message out to joining the annual fund and helping us reach our goals. I know we got a goal here for the end of June um, that we're trying to meet and it's a crucial time. So if you're not a member, please call and join because um, we're at 80%. And right now uh, we just want to continue through September, but we have a crucial time that here at the end of June for our transfer. And just like football, we're looking to improve about 1% every day and and I'm confident that that people are starting to realize that our efforts will have an impact for our athletic department because we are providing those leadership and educational opportunities and resources for them to compete on that national stage. And whether it's sports medicine or in academics, what we're able to do uh, there and the, the, this, the leadership opportunities we're providing them. I mean, you you take this softball team, and, and not to take anything away from soccer, just they were the last ones to play. But the leadership and experiences these young women got just now are going through that, facing adversity like they did through the tournament, and going and competing at the highest level you can compete. Not only is that affecting them now, they don't realize this, but it's going to provide them the, the, the groundwork to be successful after school. They're going to know what adversity means and, and how to struggle through something and how to come together as a team and be successful and find solutions uh, to win, uh, whether that's in business or on the field. And just us being able to provide them those educational opportunities is, is something that our annual fund, and that's why it's so dear and so important to us that we continue to grow it. 
It was so cool. We had Lonnie and Liz Mason on right after they beat LSU. She had the big hit in the uh, bottom of the eighth to send us to the ninth where we ended up winning. And it was so cool um, that so many of those programs you just mentioned got so much of that public spotlight, right? Football, football and basketball, they're, they're on TV pretty regularly all, all the time. Softball getting to play on ESPN and soccer playing on ESPN when they had their run and, uh, like you said, Brooke and them having it on on uh, ESPN when they were in the championships and um, just a platform that a lot of times some of those smaller sports or some of those sports that aren't football and basketball, they don't necessarily get on. But it was so cool to see. Man, I feel like every my, my wife's thankful that most sports are done just because she's tired of watching FSU. <laughs> but every night FSU was on TV for about two months, you know, it, whether it was baseball or softball or, or just whatever. So um she's she's glad that we're back to disney plus but uh you know it was it was really cool that 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 they had that stage and you know and we were able to watch them so easily i mean we stream everything so we see everything anyway but uh no it was it was awesome so all those programs you mentioned and you know you're trying to like rack your brain make sure you don't leave anybody out but yeah you said jennifer's coming on later they were fantastic richie and i went out to a a match in orlando and that was a ton of fun so yeah the the excellence of the program right now is on on the totality of the program is just fantastic and you know we we couldn't be more excited like i said we we couldn't say enough good things about lonnie and mark and, and all these coaches that that we have and we've gotten to to chat with and stuff we, we have a blast with them on here for sure yeah they do a great job and you know they're doing things the right way uh, they're preparing these kids for not only their craft while they're in school but they also put in the right core values for them to be successful in in the classroom and after school uh, when they graduate and, and go out and contribute to society. So I can't tell you how impressive of a group of coaching staff that we have. And, and more importantly, how impressive a group of student athletes we have. You know, we have a higher GPA than the student body. We graduate at a higher rate than the student body. I mean, we have a, a lot of 550 uh, students here, student athletes that really do the things the right way. In a, in a hectic schedule and environment. So it's something that uh, we're all very proud of, just the people they are. And that speaks volumes to our coaches and who they recruit. And it speaks volumes to Florida State University as well as that they're molding these young men and women across campus to go out and contribute to society. Yeah, and Michael, I, I don't know about you, but I'm loving watching sports right now. Full, <laughs> full stadiums, crowd. Full, full arenas. Crowd. Yeah, no mask. Like it's back to normal. And I think the Florida State fan base is ready because I was just, uh, you know, searching around on StubHub today. The cheapest ticket with fees, row 73 for Florida State, Notre Dame, the Sunday of Labor Day is $340. But what a lot of people don't realize, if you're a booster and if you take it a step further and get season tickets, you're going to spend a lot less money that way than you would going on StubHub. So just talk about some of the benefits that boosters can enjoy I mean, that night alone pays for your membership. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you could go as low as $330 uh, for a season ticket that includes your booster membership um, for a full, full season ticket. So uh, I really encourage everyone to support our efforts, support knowing that money goes directly to benefit our student athletes and goes directly to benefit what we would provide them to compete at a national level. And that's just something I highly encourage is to, to, you know, if you can't buy season tickets, um, if you're out of state, can't make a game, at least join the organization and help us support uh, these student athletes. But more than that, if you can, if you're in town, buy a season ticket 
and help us support them in their efforts. Yeah, $300 is cheaper than the one Notre Dame ticket. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it. You could, yeah, you, you get could, Miami you, and Notre Dame for less than just right, Notre Dame. Less than Notre Dame ticket. So. And you give the rest of the tickets away to charity or whatever. There's right. kids that want to go. So yeah, it, it's almost a no brainer. And StubHub fees are ridiculous. And you guys don't charge those kind of fees on tickets. So <laughs> not to, I mean, StubHub, if you want to sponsor the show, we'll, we could talk, but uh, you're not right now. So yeah, go sign up to be a booster and get it for cheaper. Yeah. Like, I know it doesn't make an end and better seats. Like Richie said, those are the worst seats in the house. Yeah. There's a bad seat in dope, but those that's like the last row. So anyway, all right, I'm done ranting. Richie, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, uh, you know, it's loosely related to that game. You know, we're all excited. You know, Mike Norvell, we think he's got something big building. You know, obviously we can't talk recruits names on here, but he's got some really good recruits lined up. Um, but one thing that's going to help us get better as well on the football field we got to be bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody we play against to get back to that 2013 national championship level. You guys are taking a step to help us do that. Coach Storm's obviously a phenomenal strength coach, but you're going to give him a brand new weight room for all sports uh, based on these booster donations. Just talk about this weight room because I was reading about it earlier. I, it got me excited. I don't even lift weights, and I wanted to go try and bench 150, <laughs> which I probably couldn't do. <laughs> Well, that is something when I first got here and sat down with our coaches, I did a facility tour with A.D. Colburn and I walked into the weight room and I kind of looked at David and he looked at me and I said, David, this is something we need to uh, fix. And, um, it, you know, and it's high on his list of of addressing. And I said, David, let us take this bull by the horns and uh, and go out and fix this. And that's what the booster contributions allows us to do. So not only are we taking every weight that's in there out of there installing all new weights, putting in a new floor, new paint, new graphics, going digital uh, in there in the weight room. And it gives Coach Storms the ability in the machines to have our student athletes improve on a daily basis. And that's going to happen this summer. And we cannot do those type projects without the support of our organization as 100% funded by our boosters. Um, you know, I, I, I said, we're going to find a way to fund this because I immediately talking to Dave and knew that there was a need for this. And once again, it's not just Bill God's you're affecting the football program. No, this is, we have the weight room, all 550 student athletes go through there on a daily basis. Um, so it's going to affect and give a benefit to every single one of our programs and bring that weight room to state of the art. And it's something we're really excited about. Something we're really excited about just to be able to support and give that to our student athletes and coaching staff. But once again, we couldn't have done it unless people joining and uh, calling up and joining our organization. We, uh, we, we maybe did this a little bit out of order, but we, we talked a little bit about uh, softball and soccer and, and their runs. Um, talking about some new video boards coming to, to maybe benefit some of those programs. Talk to us about that. Cause I, I'm excited to get back up to Tallahassee and see some of these, uh, some of these sports, some of these coaches that we couldn't go see their games because of COVID and stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see some new video boards out there soon. So tell me what the plan is there. No, no doubt. You know, and when I first got here and sat down with AD Colburn, we went through priorities. This was one of them high on the list. And, and you, you hear, you know, a lot of people ask me about the football facility plans and I was in Kansas city meeting with populace. Um, going through the football facility and the stadium plans and then flew straight from Kansas City to Oklahoma City to catch the game and then back um, and sit down with Poplis for two days in Kansas City going through that. And, and that gets a lot of media attention, of course. 
But one of the other fundraising initiatives we have uh, when even not walk the facilities was the first time was to look at the, the video capabilities at those two sports. And it's just not up to par with our peers and who they compete against to recruit or who they compete against when you go on the road and, and see the game entertainment that other facilities have. Um, so we started a campaign, uh, kicked it off. We had to do some research um, to find out who can supply them. And, and a lot of that, you know, it didn't just take off day one, but it's going very well. We've had some donors really uh, step up right now and contribute to that project. So if anybody's interested in contributing to that project, please give us a call. Uh, we would love to, to talk to you about it and just talk to you about the benefit and the fan experience that we're able to provide uh, those two venues uh, to get them up to speed with, with what other facilities across the country has. And, and it's just something we're very excited about. And those student athletes deserve it. They, they deserve not only a great playing surface, a great experience while they're here, but they, they deserve that, that experience on a game day. And our fans do too, that attend those games. We're, we're really excited about that. And fundraising is going really well for it. Richie's on mute, but he's, Still talking. Uh, he does that once a show. I, I do red, that. He's got red wine. It's the red wine. He's trying to mute me. He's got a control over there, and he was trying to mute me. <laughs> you would think after a year of working in a hospital with COVID where all our meetings are on Teams, I know what mute and, not, and unmute means, but I clearly don't. <laughs> but uh, a, a sport that will always be very near and dear to my heart, you know, Coach Hamilton and Florida State basketball, yeah. they, they've given us so much to cheer for these last few years, um, not just on the court, but off the court as well. And shout out Terrence Mann hitting a huge three for the Clippers the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It was really cool seeing Terrence Mann and Trent Forrest score back-to-back buckets in an NBA playoff game. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. But basketball season tickets are are the renewal window is open right now. Yes. Um, so we definitely want to get people, guys. We got a lot of good players coming back. You know, we got a Caleb Mills, a Jalen Worley, a lot of really good players coming in. You're gonna want those season tickets. How long do they have to renew? And what's the priority look like for that? Because I, I'm sure. The first full season back in the Tucker Center, you know, it sucked two years ago. I, I remember Trent Forrest just dunking on Jordan Norris' head against Louisville in front of a packed Tucker Center. And then last year, they still were really good at home. They just didn't have the, that fan or that home court advantage that we're used to. It's going to be back this year. So what's their deadline for that? Um, and definitely, if, guys, if you have season takes for hoops, sign up and renew right now if you don't get them because we're going to have a really good team this year. Oh, they're going to be loaded, and uh, they're very excited. You know, deadline for Sue and, and Coach Hamilton is wide open right now. We're going through the renewal process, and uh, then we'll start new season ticket sales, and then we'll start the Belena process where you can go in and pick your seats, and it goes all through the summer uh, up until September. But, we're, we're, you know, we have so much going on, so much momentum right now across all of our sports. You know, Sue's doing a great job. It's going to be great to have her back on the sidelines and on the bench. Um, of course, Coach Helms just got a great team coming in. He's really excited to the Helm the other day about the quality of athletes and students that he has on next year's staff. And same as Sue. She's really excited about this, what she's been able to add to the program uh, this offseason. And I can't, you know, we're talking Notre Dame football on Sunday night at 8 o'clock or 7.30 kick, and, you know, basketball's right around the corner. It's amazing how fast it comes upon you, but uh, it, we can't tell you how 
what a great example both those coaches do for those student athletes. And, yeah. and uh, they're, they're just great to be around. And that's another project that we're looking at. Um, their, their basketball training facility is a little dated. Um, when you walk into it, just looking at some flow issues and uh, just looking to see what we can address there. So I hired a sports architectural firm to go meet with both those programs and just give us answers. Um, I haven't seen those yet, to be honest with you. I said, come back and, and hear what the needs are and, and let's just take a look at it and see what we're able to do and put a campaign together to go help those programs achieve their goals. Um, doing the same pretty soon with baseball, you know, yeah, something very important to me is that you look at a master plan and, and say, what do our sports need and, and sit down with each program and especially come up with a revenue generation plan uh, that go along with that master plan and, and really look at it and then start addressing things that we can address immediately and, and go out and let people know your vision and ask them to partner with you, ask them to support our student athletes in these programs achieve success and and that's something that uh, we're, we're in the process of putting together right now absolutely well michael we appreciate you so much for for taking the time like i said you may have taken the lead here but jen's, <laughs> jen's gonna come on here and pass you in just a minute for well, for, for times on the show I'll call back like at 901 she hangs up <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to do oh, a I said that. yeah <laughs> she's, she's in the back she can we see will. it so um no, we appreciate you a ton for, for coming on and chatting, giving us an update of, of kind of where we're at. Um, like you said, 80%, right? So we're getting yeah, really close to close, close to know, goal. Talk about that too, because even our revenue goals, those in the 90s. And so it's so impressive that people are hearing yeah. our message. They're they're renewing, they're renewing even at a higher level than yeah. before. And that's just something I'm really proud of of our staff and our and our constituents that they're going on there and they're saying, Hey, I can do more to support right. this program. And uh, it's something that's, that we're, we're just very proud of. We're going to keep grinding it away. We're going to keep reaching out to people and that's asking them to partner with us. Absolutely. Well, we're super excited. Um, feel like now that the sports have wrapped up, we can take a little bit of a breath. <laughs> We've got some FSU Olympians coming up though, uh, soon that we're excited about, but, uh, Man, we are we're excited to get up there for Labor Day weekend. We'll certainly see you out there. Yes. I'll, drive you, I'll drive you and Richie around on the golf cart while you guys hit the balls. But uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll I'll, have a. What we need to do is uh, get you on the tennis court with with Coach Holquist. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, no. you've never been to a college tennis match. Uh, have either one of y'all been to a good well, college tennis match? We went for that Sweet yeah, Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it not one of the most well, rich? If you're an adrenaline junkie. To follow oh, well, six things back. going on at once. Yeah. So, what? so for well, me, it was hard because I didn't know what's going on. I, I'm just to announcers <laughs> and, and yeah, having an app to pull up. I'm watching. There's action on like eight different courts. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? It was a lot of fun. It was my first tennis match. I went to a few when I was in college, right. but it's my wife's first tennis match. I took her and it, she was like in the on the ride there she's like i don't know why we're doing this and then the on the way home she's like that was actually a lot of fun oh, i wish i had given them a chance I would, richie more people would go it's the most underrated sport in college. oh yeah i yeah, mean yeah. It, you talk about adrenaline overload uh going through it and you're trying to count the points and you're looking at big points over there where you got this big point going on over here and it's a close match and you're counting sets and trying to do the sets. Who okay? She's up a she's up a serve over there. We, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it will it will get you going. We uh, overload. We 
it's it's definitely a couple of things that we de- it definitely you can't like like football you get a break right like there you know there's only like 15 minutes of actual action in a 60 minute football game well, it's not like that in tennis where there's six matches going on at once and your head's going as fast as the ball but uh Richie already so when Lonnie was on here, Richie already signed up to take batting practice against. I hope it's Sandercock. Um, so <laughs> no, yeah, no. Coach Hyde, you get Vic out there when we're up there Labor Day weekend, and let's see if he can hang with her on the court. We'll just run Richie through the He's gauntlet of all, of all. Yeah, like that sounds like a heck of a weekend for me. Are you gonna make me <laughs> we'll play nine holes against time. John Pack too? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Richie, I, I, hey, Richie we'll, 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 I'll buy your lunch if you can just return a serve. <laughs> I don't think I could, but I'll try. All the honey fried not, chicken you want. But it, yeah, if not, I'll buy you Guthrie's. How about that? All right. <laughs> Michael, we appreciate you so much for coming on and hanging out with us a little bit. I figured I'd get Jen in here real quick while you while we were wrapping up. But man, thank you so much for for hanging out and all that you do for sure. No, thank you. Hey, Coach, how are you doing? Good, sir. Good to see you. Nice seeing you. Appreciate you guys, Richie, TJ. Uh, let me know if I can ever do anything. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all when y'all come up in Labor Day. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Bye. So Michael Alford, Seminole Booster CEO. Last time he was on, I called him the president twice. I don't know what I don't know what I was doing that day, but I made it through the whole <laughs> interview without messing that up this week. Now from one legend to another, uh, Coach Hyde, FSU Women's Tennis, Coach Hyde. On back with us. Like I said, Michael took the lead for just a minute on most times on the show, but you just snatched it back from him and Lonnie and me. Yeah. So welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good, fellas. How you guys been? Good. Doing good. doing well. We uh Richie, Richie. Yeah, there's a ton, ton going on. Richie's like Mr. Renovations over there and playing golf every day this weekend. And we've got like a million birthdays in my house this weekend and everything else. Yeah, happy so birthday, by the way, yesterday, right? Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I feel like the older I get, the not that I'm very old, but the older I get, the more I just want to like hang it. My wife just kept asking me, like, what do you want to go do? And I was just like, nothing. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I just want to sit here. And I was telling you, we talked about it. Did you catch any of the end of that French Open? Uh, yeah. I knew that you yeah, were traveling and doing stuff. Recruiting, and I was trying to keep it on as long as I could as we were taking off. And that was stunning. That, that match was stunning. I actually found out today. I didn't know that that uh, Tissy passed his his grandma had passed away right before the start of the match. Oh and, wow! It told so. I I think not that you know that explains anything, but I think that shows the you know how emotionally riveting it was for him, even more so. Not you know kind of knowing that heading into that match. So yeah, tough one, tough one. Great. Tennis, yeah, though. he he was up two sets and then he got broken once in the fifth set, um, and Djokovic ended up pulling it off. But man, what a I know we've talked about this off air, but I'm the biggest Federer fan ever. But to to really be able to see, I mean, obviously everybody just talks about, I mean, you know, it's your sport. So you you think about it. But everybody talks about like Tiger and Michael and LeBron and Kobe and Tom Brady and, you know, those guys. But like we got to see like Federer and Nadal and Djokovic in their primes like that. That's absurd. Like that. Those guys that are. No. And Serena. Like it's the same, like all four of them, you know, all in their prime. Like legitimately, like if there was like a goal, I mean, you know, I know like people are gonna say like Graf and Agassi and Sampras, people like that, but like to have those three at the same time is just absurd. And their finals yeah. that they've gone back and forth with, with like I mean that Wimbledon final where Nadal, I think it was 09, ended up winning just some of these matches have just been absolutely Insane. ridiculous. So yeah, um lucky to be a part of that for sure. Yeah. So you, we had a little bit of a scheduling issue. We were going to have uh, Nadini Das on and 
she just had something at work, but now maybe we can get both of the, both of the girls on again, another time we'll, Perfect. we'll reschedule and, and make it happen. But, uh, you were doing some recruiting where, where I know you can't mention like names and stuff like that until people are signed, but you know, we, uh, I'm sure the process is just very, very similar, but talk just about tennis recruiting, right? Like we all know kind of like football, how things work. And I'm assuming it's somewhat similar, but talk to us a little bit about um, some of the recruiting you've been doing. Again, I know you can't mention names and stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a global thing now too. I mean, you look at all the, yeah. all the top 50 programs in the country and we got a lot of international influence as well. So it's, it's a, it's, it's national and international. Uh, this trip I just took was a quick uh, domestic trip. I'll just say we kept it in the Southeast. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully find out, you know, some good news in the next day or two of this young lady that we, that we're, you know, we've been courting here for a couple of years. Um, but no, it's, um, it's a grind, right? Uh, it doesn't stop. One of my former players texted me today and she actually specifically goes, so how's recruiting going right now? And I'm like, never ends. It's the one thing that never ends, you know? We have the season that kind of shuts down in May, you know, even it shuts down for shuts down for a little bit in December, but the recruiting game is it's nonstop. And, um, you know, but we're in a good situation too, though, because I think we're, we're very patient with the recruiting process as well. And I, I, I'm not really big. It's been interesting in COVID because people are making decisions without taking visits or without us being able to see people play, you know, over the last year and a half, we haven't been able to go off campus. And, um, that's made it a little bit tricky. I think, you know, excuse me, that's going to probably increase the, 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 the transfer portal lot that's there now and all the sports. So we're trying to be patient and get it right and make sure that we, we bring in the right fit for the program. And we spend a lot of time, you know, building the relationships with, this, with the prospects, their families too. It's a family affair, right? So when you bring yeah. in a kid, you're bringing, in, you're bringing them all, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. And then that's part of the fun too. It's, it's the biggest grind of what we do, but it's, it's the most fun thing that we get to do too, is those relationships and, you know, having people buy into what we're trying to grow and into the program that we've established and want to carry on. And, um, but it is, it's a grind. It's tough. It's, uh, it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of flights, a lot of late nights, a lot of traveling, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're good at it and, and we enjoy it. So I think, uh, and I think people like our product, but it, it definitely takes, uh, you know, it, it's a big part of the workload for sure. It's definitely very uh, relationship based, just like anything, right? Just like any kind of recruiting, like any kind of relationships that, you know, you build with anybody, mm -hmm. the relationships are so big, but how much does your on court success help this year and uh, being able to sell the, the run that you guys just went on? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I have found over the span of my 20 plus years career, it doesn't matter if you're 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 it's tough because there's always someone who's right there working a little bit harder, trying to work a little harder, has a little bit more success or has maybe a little better statistical background, or maybe has an extra trophy in the cabinet. Um, it, it doesn't ever, it doesn't ever get easy. Um, yeah. However, people do look at numbers, right? If everyone's like, Oh, top 25, they're going to look at that. Oh, top 10 sustaining top 10. They do look at that as well, but, it doesn't matter because whoever you're, you're, you're recruiting, there's four or five, 10, 20 other schools recruiting them as well that have a really good product as well. So I think the, the difference maker a lot of times in the end comes to, you know, hoping that people will choose, choose the relationships over a building, you know, this new, new facilities and everything that are out there right now. I mean, I'm competing against other teams that have these state of the art facilities that are second to none and, and they're new, right. And we have a good yeah. facility. 
it's not it's not new. It's an older facility from the '90s, but it's a great facility. So you have all those things that you know you're you're kind of working against, just like this bee that's about to bite me. Sorry. But no, I mean it, it's it never gets easier. It you get maybe more attention, and they're like, oh, okay, so you're at top ten, so that puts you in this category with these schools that have been top ten or are right. top ten now. But it it does not get any easier. Period. When uh, we've we've talked with uh, we've talked with Ham and Meat and different coaches, uh, Trey about how they do their recruiting visits, and they try to a lot of times pair it up with uh, big football weekends or you know, big, big weekends on in general on campus. Uh, is that a, is that a strategy for you too? Or do your players not necessarily maybe care about that if they are international? Like, I don't know if, you know, if they care as much or, or do they, you know, like what, is that a, is that a thing you try and do as well? Again, I know COVID year was weird, but just in general. Yeah, I mean, for sure. No, I mean, it's 50, 50, right. I think part of the college experience, at least how, how we sell it and what we believe is when, you know, you're at a, you're an institution that has historically unbelievably good football. It's a huge part of the experience of a student athlete. I remember my fall, you know, fall days back when I was a student athlete here and we'd finish practice at 11 and we'd run home, take a shower and quickly get over to the stadium for football games and tailgate if we had time. And I'll never forget those being a part of that. Yeah. Obviously being, being from the South myself, it's, it was a part of our family too. It's everything we ever did was just football on the weekends growing up and, um, and, and you either learn that or, you know, a lot of times tennis players too, they, they're, um, you know, it's a very individual type of sport, as you know. So a lot of their weekends, a lot of their holidays, a lot of their birthdays, a lot of everything has been geared around tennis and their travels and everything that they're doing. And they haven't really had a lot of exposure to it. Um, but we certainly love to bring them out on the field and we love to do the, you know, when you have 85,000 strong in that stadium doing the war chant and, 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 there's nothing like it. I don't care if you're a fan or not. It kind of gets into your bones and, and being able to experience that in a recruiting trip is definitely empowering for sure. I think the kids love it and it makes you feel a sense of community and it makes you feel like, you know, it's it's something special about that in, in college athletics. And it's definitely something we want to take advantage of. Anytime we have recruits in, in the fall, a hundred percent, we want to bring them in during a football weekend and take advantage, get them down on the floor before the game and, and, and be a part of that. Um, it's an absolute blast, you know, I mean, I don't care if you're from Mars, it's, it's fun to be a part <laughs> of that. And, and yeah. I think, you know, some kids take to that more than others, but I, I've never met a, met a kid that says, Oh, that was just an awful experience. I don't ever want to go back. You know, I think, I think uh, it's all part of it, you know? Yeah. You can have, like I said, you could be from who knows where and 80,000 people all in unison doing the chant is, is pretty, pretty special. Like no matter where, uh, no matter, you know, that flaming spear and everything else that happens. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll ask you this and I'll pass on to Richie because the recruiting aspect of it, you know, fascinates me. And, and obviously so much has changed with the portal, right, um, and and how transfers work. How – I mean, you talked about the grind never stops. That had to, like, double your workload at that point, <laughs> at the point that the, that the transfer portal became, like, a real-life, like – because, yeah, I mean, you could get transfers before, but it was usually like a graduate situation or, you know, I, I, it just wasn't like it was now. But how uh, how wild is has that transfer portal made it for you guys? Yeah, it's wild is a good word. Um, <laughs> it's like every day you log on and it's like, oh, there's five new ones, you know, and it, it actually is a very good source of recruiting tool. I mean, look what, you know, look what Norvell did. He picked up so yeah. many transfers in the portal that, I mean – 
I mean, it's going to benefit some schools and other schools that may not have an impact. It depends on the year. It depends on how many scholarships you have available to offer and what you're looking for. You know, you don't want to bring in, you know, all graduate transfers. You know, you want to be able to at least get some youth in there. So I think um, it, it really depends on the year and what you need. But it's definitely a very good recruiting tool because it's, you know, a direct line to the people that are looking for places to land. Um, you know, it used to be back in the day, you know, you'd have two freshmen, two sophomore, two junior, two senior, and you just kind of, and that is completely done in about face. That has changed a hundred percent now. And, and you don't ever know, you can't really plan for that anymore. I think I used to look at things three to five years. And now I literally look at one season because essentially, you know, that's what we have. And even this last year, we, we didn't even have one season, right. It got cut short with the pandemic, but um, yeah, it definitely is wilder and, and you're like, oh, look who's in. Oh, she's there. And oh, she's transferring again or, you know, whatever it is. It is a it is wild. It's completely weird. It's it's definitely changed the, the landscape of college athletics. I think maybe it's a good thing right now in covid because people get the years back and, and there's there's a lot of a lot of kids looking for places to go. But there's a lot of up and coming freshmen, you know, seniors out of high school freshmen are trying to land, too. So it's making it a little bit tricky for kids finding a place to go to school. Um, but it, it is a good recruiting tool. There's no question. I think everyone in, you know, under the sun is, is, you know, gets on every morning and looks to see the new action, you know, of the day. Uh, and there's plenty, there's plenty of action every single day and, and, um, some surprises, some not, and, you know, everything in between. Coach, you know, we, we've talked a lot about FSU these past few months and I, and I love it because what you've done with that program is so good and all the other sports, but I, I want to go international just a bit. You know, obviously, Naomi Osaka made national headlines recently, right? She was uh, declined to, to do her press conference uh, at a recent tournament and uh, then decided to withdraw citing mental health, which is a very real issue. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. And then obviously, she's a professional. You know, she's from Florida. So shout out the great state. I know she's a um, not from here originally, but that's where she kind of grew up. But the it was, she got a lot of backlash and I, I don't know why um, I have an idea. You know, it's, you know, people always want to criticize the best of the best. She's been ranked world number one before, um, yeah. but just seeing that and then uh, translating that to y your team, because I remember myself when I was, you know, 18 to 22 years old, I, there's no way I could handle the criticism that a lot of college athletes get. That just seems blatantly unfair to me. Um, yeah. So I, I just want to get your thoughts on Osaka. Like, you know, withdrawing. And I think she made a very powerful, positive statement in doing so. Um, and then again, just uh, how do you manage the the psyche of a bunch of 18 to 22 year old, uh, you know, young woman? Like, that's got to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a talk about a daily grind. That's <laughs> uh, but again, that's that's part of the fun and, and what we sign up for and, and what we enjoy doing is, is kind of helping those and, and, and molding those young ladies and, and empowering them to, you know, they're going to go through those. They're going to go through a lot of muck in college. I mean, that's the biggest growth of your life to that point, 18 to 22. And and there's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotions. I think about Osaka. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago when this went down and there are two very clear sides to what happened with her. And you've got the side that she's a professional. She's got these endorsements. She's got these contracts. She has a responsibility, but she's also a 20 some odd year old kid, essentially who you cannot take lightly the mental health um, stigma that's out there and, and any issues that she has. And, and I think it's unfair to, you know, to punch her in the face when, when these are very real issues that people are dealing with. 
But then the other side is, well, you're professionally, you're paid. So it, it is like this really, it's very yeah. mucky um, with her because you have to respect the fact that she stood for herself and said, listen, mm-hmm. I need to just, I need to do this. And again, there's the other clear side of the endorsements and all that and the professional. And, and I think it's a big ask. I think, I think I, I, I think it took a lot of courage for her to do that. And I think she's getting, you know, a lot of backlash from a lot of people, but she had to do what was in her best interest of herself. And I think that she took responsibility for that. And that's not easy to do sometimes. So credit to her for that. And, you know, and we'll let the, the companies and the endorsements and everybody else deal with the professional side of it. But I mean, kudos to her for, for, for standing strong with that. Cause I know it was not easy. And, and I think it's just continuing to be, you know, in the, in the headlines and, and, but the good thing is it's bringing attention to the mental health issues that do exist and to pretend they yeah. don't is unfair and it's not right because they're very real. And I think, especially after all this COVID stuff, I think you can see it everywhere. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, people are going through some hard times and uh, good for her for, for, for standing up for herself and, and, um, you know, she'll be back I'm sure. And, and hopefully has support that she needs, you know, and, and dealing think- with our girls. Yeah. They, they listen, these, these, this demographic is such a complex age, right? And there's, mm-hmm. they're going through all these things. It's incredibly, they're moved by every little thing, right? Every little thing affects them, some better than others. And here you are, hey, go play in front of 70,000 people, you know, 80,000 people, <laughs> or hey, go make straight A's and, and go and thrive and, and keep your head together. It's a big ask, I think, of a, of a 40-year-old, let alone a 20-year-old. And and, uh, but it is fun to manage. I think that's part of, we're talking about the recruiting process. You know, you've developed those relationships with these kids and they trust in you and lean in on you as coaches and as coaching staff to help them through that stuff. And that's all part of it. That's what we sign on for. It's not just about the wins and losses and the championships and the ACC titles or whatever. It's about all that other stuff that they go through. We have to be a pillar of support for them. Yeah. I think it's a, it's funny because, you know, me growing up, I always wanted to be a college basketball player, go to the NBA, right? And I think everyone who plays sports at a young age wants to get to the top of that mountain, but we only see the good, man. We don't see the, everything else that comes with it. And kudos to Osaka again, that's a big deal. And to you and your team, because again, that's tough. You know, I, I see some comments people put on Twitter about Florida state football players. They're like, my goodness, that's an active player. They could see that their parents could see that a recruit could see that or a recruit's family could see that. And we want to avoid all of that. So just a friendly PSA, guys, don't tweet at current players or recruits. It's not worth it unless you're retweeting them or it's a positive thing. But that's just one yeah. thing that I believe firmly and never negatively tweet as angry as you may get watching a game. It's not worth it. No, no. And these kids are out there doing the absolute best that they can yeah. and, and, yeah, people, I'm with you. Be kind always, like Mark Ziegler says. Yeah. Yeah. Love Ziegler. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, it, it is crazy too because people truly lose themselves and like kind of forget, you know, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what we're doing, you know, like it, yeah. this is, it's just, I mean, I do like six sports <laughs> podcasts, but it's just sports, right? Like, I mean, I probably would have said that five years ago before my kids were born, but you start to realize that like more important things kind of come around. Um, we were going to have a couple of your student athletes come on. We haven't chatted with you since the uh, since the run in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. So you guys made it to the Elite Eight, ended up losing to Texas, who ended up winning it all. Uh, we talked off air um, about that matchup, and I remember watching the matchup against Texas, the eventual eventual national champions, and uh, 
there was a moment in like everybody's second set where like we led in a few games and I was texting all these guys in the group chat saying like, we're coming back. We're going to do this. Like, this is it. You know, we've got these. And so the fight that your team showed to, again, obviously a great, great team in the eventual national champions was fantastic. We were so proud of you guys. Um, couple of your, couple of your players made pretty good runs after and in the individual competitions, um, earning all American honors. They weren't able to be with us tonight, but talk to us about your team, some of the individuals. I know Vic's playing, it was playing down in Bradenton yesterday and you were watching that as well, but she's the one yep. that we're going to put up against Richie when, when we come up for Labor Day. But, yes. uh, <laughs> but talk to us about your team, how they wrapped up their season, some of the individual um, stuff and, and then we'll, we'll wrap from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, obviously a tremendous season making the elite eight again and, 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 and giving Texas a good legitimate push there in the round of eight. Um, we, we ran out of time. I think that was what we needed was just a little bit more time. And I felt, I felt the same thing you felt up there in the stands. I felt like it was about to turn. Um, and, and, uh, they just found another gear and, and, and kind of shut us down there at the end, which credit to them. They went and earned a whole championship. So if you're going to lose to anybody, might as well be the ones that win the whole thing. Wow. So, uh, job well done on their part. Our, our kids did a fantastic job. I mean, it was just uh, a heck of a season, a heck of a run, another, probably one of the better, better seasons in the history of the program. And it was like that two years ago and three years ago. And we just keep going in that direction. So I'm so proud of them. Um, Nandini and Dre, yes, they made a run to the quarterfinals with the NCAA doubles. And I remember years ago, Dre had said to me, you know, and, you know, she generally plays lower in the lineup singles and has been in the mix and doubles. And she's like, I want to be all American. I want to be all American. And, and fast forward four or five years, I guess with COVID, uh, she, she earned it. And she and Dini, who are best friends, they came in as freshmen together. They've lived together every year. Um, they know what the other is thinking at all times and can predict what the other person's going to do in a minute's time. And um, it was really um, such a pleasure to be a part of that with them. Um, I think at the end of that match, Dini pulled her phone out and took a picture of the three of us on court when, when they captured that, you know, that All-American honor and getting to the quarterfinals. And that was pretty special, I have to say. That was that was a pretty tremendous highlight. And uh, to be a part of that with those two and in, 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 uh, with their accomplishment uh, was it was stellar. Uh, it was, I'm, 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 I'm very grateful to have been a part of that. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Julia Pironi earned All-Americans as well, uh, All-America honors uh, as, through her seating in the tournament. Um, so we've got five All-Americans in the last two seasons. Last year it was Petra and Vic in doubles. They got All-America honors. So uh, that's, that's pretty stellar. I think we've had six total up until now. We've got five in the last two seasons. So that, that speaks a lot, too, to, uh, to, the, to the individuals in the program that are, that are making this program run right and and uh, really being successful and and making great grades at the same time i think our team gpa was right at a three seven this last year so i i i mean you want to talk about student athlete they're they're getting the full and, and giving the full experience uh in our program it's it's really fantastic to see That's that was awesome. uh that was that was awesome. richie that was richie and i's combined gpa so yeah. um so <laughs> play football and basketball yeah um <laughs> So, <laughs> so no, but we, we have so much appreciated the ride. I, 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 uh, I talked about this with the softball too. We, we appreciate the ride that they, um, that they took us on. And, and we really appreciate you turning Richie and I to tennis, the college tennis fans, um, because it was, it, you know, the ride you guys went on was fantastic. I'm excited for next spring to roll around the, the, when you, when you guys will get started like in January, I know you play like a bunch of stuff before, but like the, the regular season will start in, January ish of next year. Is that right? That's right. We will be hosting um, 
the ITA kickoff weekend, uh, the second or third, third week in January, which is a national qualifier for the final site of the team indoor national championships. Um, that's going to be up in Wisconsin. So we have an opportunity. Uh, I liked it a lot better when it was, I liked it a lot better when it was in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. In in Orlando is quite nice too, but this is the indoor portion, which is another uh, national championship for the program that we get to put ourselves in position for. So we'll start off with that a couple matches and then we'll just, we'll start hitting the ground running very quickly in January. Yeah. Well, we're, we're excited. We're excited to get up there um and see everybody in september hopefully we can make something work that weekend i'm sure you'll have recruits and other things going on but hopefully we can hang out and, and um spend some time together before we hopefully go out and beat Notre Dame's tail so thank you, you uh we look forward to that thank you for joining us and being on the ride with us it's awesome you guys do such a great job covering our, our athletics department all the programs and all the strength that is florida state athletics and you know what it means a lot having guys like you in our corner and, and pushing for everybody because it's it's uh it matters. It matters a lot. So thank you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we have a blast with it. You know, like you said, the, the football games are fun. I mean, Richie's the biggest basketball fan ever, but Michael's right, man. That's that tennis is intense when there's a lot going on. I was even, <laughs> I'm, you know, I was even watching the, the Gators, you know, that their men won it all. And, and it was, you know, obviously I'm not sitting here cheering for UF, but uh, it, it was just as intense. Like it was just as crazy. Like they've got all the course going on. I'm just like waiting up to my wife's like, why are you watching this? It's like 1130. And I was like, it's just really good. Like, it's just a really good product, you know? And she's like, well, it's UF. And I'm like, I know, but Jen's turned me into a tennis fan. So anyway. <laughs> I just remember me and TJ and my wife are, we're sitting in the stands watching us play. Um, I'm drinking a white claw. I'm like, oh, they sell alcohol at the NCAA. <laughs> That's awesome, right? It, it's empty. I'm like, I need another one, but I don't want to leave my seat. I want to yeah. watch this. Every, there's so much action going on. I don't know what to do here. So Rich we had a blast. And Coach, th- thank you again for taking the time to see us outside and take a picture with us after you just yeah. won a huge uh, match to advance. Like You've been yeah, great was, for the awesome. for us, and we hope we can be just as good for you. Well, can't wait. And we'll be down there again in, in Orlando for sure. I think we're playing a big matchup with Florida at the USD Tennis Center in February. I'm there. I'm there. So mark your calendars. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you guys on board for that one too. That should be uh, it should be another uh, knuckle. We're just going to be getting after it with them. It'll be fun. Yeah. So we're excited. Thank you so much again, Coach. Uh, we'll, we'll get you back on. You'll, you'll even increase your lead. You might be lapping the field, but we'll get you on with uh, – with some of the girls next time and we'll chat with them, but thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Absolutely guys. You guys take care. We'll see you up in the, in the, in the fall. Sounds great. Thanks coach. Cheers guys. Coach Jennifer Hyde of FSU women's test. Man, I, she's one. I mean, we'd say this about everybody that gets off. Like we're, we're not, we don't really, <laughs> we don't really crap on guests after they get off of here, but she's one of my favorites. Like she is the most personable, like so easy to talk with so much fun. And so, I'm excited to get back up there to, to Tallahassee and, and see some of their matches. I'm also excited for them to come to Orlando because that's a much easier drive for me um, than is Tallahassee. Um, but what what we could do is we'll go up for we'll go up for signing day in February, and I'm sure they'll be playing a match around then. Right? Like signing day is on Wednesday, we'll just stay up there for a I match on so. like Thursday or Friday. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll just do that. So. Um, all right, go go play golf at Seminole Legacy in the morning. Go watch the tennis in the afternoon. Do it will be more enjoyable in February to go up there and play golf than than it will when we go up in Labor Day. But 
I'm just saying it, Carter, so it's not a big deal <laughs> to me. Uh, Double Fries No Slot brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. If you guys are still hanging out with us, we appreciate it. We'll wrap up here in just a minute, but we've got a giveaway going on through them. If you tag yeah. us in your Guthrie's order, you can be entered to win a Yeti cooler, um, which is a really nice Yeti cooler that they're going to give away just because you upload your order to uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and tag us. If you go by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, either location, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe, and tell them that Double Fries No Sloss sent you, you will get a free drink with purchase. So go enjoy a free drink on us. You don't even you could be you could be hate watching this. You could be hate listening to this. You don't even have to like us. They're not going to tell us who came and got a free drink, but let us buy you a free drink. Go say that Double Fries No Sloss sent you Guthrie's in Tallahassee, either location, and get a free drink on us. Um, Richie, we've got some football news. Um, obviously, we we talked about it with Michael. We talked about it a little bit with Jen. Softball wrapped up their season as the runner-up. Lost to Oklahoma last year. Um, track and field did really, really well. Um, finishing, uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I'll pull it up as we're talking right now. I want to say like 10th and 16th. Um, but I am pulling it up because I don't want to get it wrong while we're talking about it. Um, track and field, 10th and 14th. Men's finished 10th overall at the NCAA Championships. We talked about it with Coach Ricky Argro. You can go back and watch or listen to that interview. We talked um, about how they had steadily moved up every year. Last year was 17th, this year up to 10th. So proud of them uh, as far as the men go. Women finishing 14th overall. Proud of them for sure. A um, little bit of Olympic news. Um for you guys as well. I didn't put this into my notes either. So I'm having to make sure that we do things correctly over here. Oh, but, so we got a diver that qualified yeah, for the U S Olympic team. Pretty big deal. Katrina young headed to her second Olympics for team USA in the women's uh, 10 meter platform. So super excited for her. She was in Rio in 2016. She will be in Tokyo here this summer. So excited for her. She's not the only one. Um, We've got another, I, I won't mention, but we've got another one that may be coming on the show here soon. So I don't want to jinx anything just yet, but the, she's not our only Olympian just yet. So um, so some good, exciting things going on with FSU. Um, do you want to do any football? Do you want to do like one football thing, two football things? We can go through them quick. I said we could save them, but yeah, well, be kind of, let's we can do the first two. Let's leave the last one off. Yeah, yeah, well, because the, the last one's a 30-minute debate. And it's we so, may have some but, people on to talk about that eventually. Yes, it, we guys. definitely will. Um, but yeah, man, the, the first one, and this is a week old, but still, I think, noteworthy. You know, Kane Madditali obviously was a huge hashtag trending among Florida State fans. Um, you know, he came to Florida State on Midnight Madness when the Mike Norvell debuted his slingshot. You know, at all accounts, he had a good visit. You know, the slingshot, I think it's worth mentioning for the point of the story, wasn't meant for, a, you know, a six-year college student uh, transfer. It was meant for, you know, these 16, 17, 18-year high school kids. Anyways, that, that got a lot of chatter because Kane Madden left Tallahassee, went to Notre Dame for a visit, and committed to Notre Dame. Guess what? If I'm an offensive lineman and I only have one year to play and I can go to Notre Dame, potentially make a playoff or go to Florida State and try and help lay a foundation, I'm probably going to Notre Dame, especially if he's going to plan to get a master's in one year because a master's from Notre Dame is pretty legit. But Brian Kelly did an interview and made a comment saying, you know, yeah, I don't need fancy cars or the glitz and the glamour. I just tell these kids it's a business decision. An obvious shot at our head coach, Mike Norvell. The team we play the opening week of the season, I think 
potentially the fact that we landed Notre Dame OL transfer Dylan Gibbons might have had Kelly irked a little bit. He doesn't seem to me like a guy that has many friends to begin with. He seems like a complete loser that I would not want to have a beer with. Um, <laughs> but shots are fired, man. It, it, uh, we're what 90 something days out from the season and Brian Kelly, he's taking shots at Florida state knowing he has to come to Duke with his team. They'll be favored, but I don't, is that a smart move by Brian Kelly? Or do you think he just wasn't thinking, or I don't know what to think of, of his comments because they, they were just in the playoff Florida state won three games and he's, he's taken blatant shots at Florida state, Mike Norvell. I don't think it matters. <laughs> like not to not to jump the other way completely, but I, I don't I mean he is an idiot that like and yeah, I mean I'll just say that. Like so I, but I don't know how much it it truly matters for the matchup. I'd like to think that it's some kind of bulletin board material and our guys get galvanized because of it, but if you can't get up for a 7:30 kickoff when you're the only college football team playing yeah. on Sunday of Labor Day weekend then you know, idiot from South Bend is not going to really change uh, how how well you go out and play. So I, I'd like to think it does. Now, if he was able to, if he like mentioned Norvell by name or, you know, because because his guys are going to, his, you know, the comments are going to galvanize his guys too, right? Like it's going to, so even if it did like have an effect on FSU players where they were like, oh, you, we're going to show you for our coach. It's going to do the same thing for his players. He, they're going to they're gonna be looking to yeah. like prove him right. So I, I don't think it matters, but uh but I still hope we win. I still hope we beat him. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, all I have to say about that. I'm kind of with you. I, I remember my uh, <laughs> my junior year of high school, we had just opened a brand new high school. I had to transfer uh, to the new high school that just opened. And spoiler, we went 0-11 like in football that Ooh. year. Uh, and uh, we had another school, Point Sienna uh, High School. And they were like riding like a 20-game losing streak. So the local paper, the Orlando Sentinel, wrote a paper or wrote an article. Is this the, the week that Point Sienna ends their losing streak? And I remember our football coach came in and said, look at this, guys. What's this thing? They beat us by like 20 points. <laughs> it didn't work at all. Uh, I'm kind of with you, TJ, but I do think it's interesting to see a guy like Brian Kelly who just left the playoff, and now he's like Florida State's clearly on his mind. Granted, he just got a transfer with Florida State seemingly being the only competition for them. Um, I don't think it makes a big deal or makes a big difference either way. Notre Dame's going to be favored anywhere from six to 10 points. It looks like um, I'm a little surprised. It's not more uh, just based on what we've seen the past few years, but I agree with you, man. It, I don't think it's that big of a deal, um, but at the same time, if a player does get motivated by that to work extra hard this off season, and if that's in his mind, good for them. Cause yep. you need to drive yourself. We all watched the last dance during the pandemic. Michael Jordan invented, he created, you know, things out of nowhere. Like, Oh, he didn't say hi to me at dinner. To, to try and motivate himself so it, it works for some people if it works for some of our guys and we somehow pulled an upset hell yeah I'm, I'm there for it i'm with it i hope that uh if we do pull the upset that mckenzie milton or jordan Tra whoever the quarterback is for that game <laughs> says we did this because of kelly's comments that way no i want Norville to like <laughs> open up the garage door like where the band yeah. is and, and just drive the slingshot to midfield donuts on the field yeah. And I, I, I make President Alford have to, you know, come up with a fundraise to replace CEO the Alford. Yeah. See, you just did it now. He's I, the I'm president fair, and uh... CEO of Civil Boosters, <laughs> so it's fair. Um, I, I want him doing donuts and have to raise the money. To, I guarantee you, if he if he did, if Mike, if we beat Notre Dame, 
and Norvell does donuts at the Seminole Head. So Sod is not that expensive. Yeah, we can buy. Alfred it. will have no that. problem raising. <laughs> he will have no problem raising a GoFundMe to pay that off in twelve hours. Yeah, Sod's not. It's it, we'll we'll be good on that. I'm okay with him trying the field. Um, I want to do the press conference from the uh, from the uh, from Batmobile. the slingshot. Yeah, I call it the Batmobile, but uh, I like that too. Yeah. Um, speaking of Batman, oh, that's a terrible transition, but. Uh, Superman out on the field right now. We don't talk a lot of recruiting out here, but uh, Travis Hunter is ridiculous, oh right? Like, can we just say that and then we'll wrap up and get out of here? But like, he is absurd. All you do is search his name and you'll find five clips a day on just something absurd he's doing in a camp somewhere. Um, I, I don't follow recruiting enough to, to, to be able to make this claim confidently, but I am a big enough FSU homer to make this claim confidently. He's the best athlete in the nation. Like he's the number one player in the country uh, for this recruiting class. I, I don't know who number two is. I don't follow it that closely, but I'm just telling you, we, we, we have the best player in the country committed to FSU this year. So search Travis Hunter on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and, and check out some of the absurd things he's doing because it's uh it's pretty special to see. The, the best part about what he does He's playing with a different team every week. He's like a seven-on-seven free agent where people just call him and say, hey, we need you in Orlando this week. We need you in Atlanta. We need." He's there, and he's making plays every single time nonstop. Both sides um, of the ball. Both, yeah, he would be a five-star whether he was a DB or a wide receiver. It's not a, there's not a debate. Um, my favorite thing, like today, 247, uh, our, a report came out. Travis Hunter is the highest-rated composite defensive back in the history of recruiting rankings. Uh, so they take in ESPN rivals in 247. So they take in all three composite. He's the highest rated ever. He's higher rated than Derwin James, who was extremely highly rated and lived up to every bit of the hype. This guy, man, it, it, it's ridiculous what he's doing in a high school field. Uh, cannot wait to see him at Florida State for three years. And, you know, the NFL may have to make an exception, let him go. GoPro after two years because he is that good. He would uh, probably we don't, be, we don't need that exception. Bro. He we would probably be that. the best defensive player on Florida State's roster this year, and he's going to be a senior in high school. And Florida State has some good players. You know, Jermaine Johnson, the Georgia transfer. I'm, I'm not trying to take shots at them. Travis Hunter's just that good. He's special, and we're excited. Yeah, we don't need the uh, NCAA making any exceptions on that. No, we need we need all three <laughs> years. We need him to go the other way and give us four. So, um. Hey, we've been doing a lot of stuff on the website. We'll we'll shout this out and then we'll we'll do real shout outs and get out of here. But we've been doing a lot of stuff on the website lately. Um, just kind of writing and getting some takes off. It's really kind of turned into a like oh, update here and there um type thing, all the way up into like, damn it, there's really good content coming out. Um, Dustin Franklin does a, a piece every week on uh, FSU baseball players in the pros. Uh, runs through the different guys that are playing and active right now. Buster Posey, Taylor Walls, who we did an interview with last week. Um, uh, who else? DJ Stewart, who played down in here in Tampa. Kevin Cash, a manager of the Rays. And so kind of just updates you on what's going on there. We did a bunch of uh, articles around softball's run. We've got an article series that starts tomorrow. So that'd be Tuesday morning on a, an opponent preview ed kennedy's going to take you through all 12 opponents over the next 12 weeks and that's going to lead right into the season we've got um a countdown going every 10 numbers uh from every 10 days we've got a series coming out that's a countdown series um uh michael settle and dustin dustin franklin are doing a series on um position breakdowns for football as we go about it. So again, Ed's drops tomorrow morning. It is uh, a preview of Notre Dame 
uh, from a team perspective as we go, obviously there are 12 or 13 weeks until football season. And so you get one a week as we count down the season. And then Richie and I kind of just fill in and, and do some, some quick um, hitters. Uh, Richie did one on John Pox signing uh, a major deal. Um, I did a bunch on softball. We kind of are just kind of filling in there. And so check out the website, doublefriesnoslaw.com. A lot of good content there. Of course, all the podcasts are housed there, as well as wherever you're listening or watching this, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, um, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever. But uh, you can get all the content there, doublefriesnoslaw.com. Richie, do you have any shout-outs before we get out of here? Um, I don't think so. I, actually, yeah, it's Florida State. We, you know, we – we're very uh, complimentary of our women's sports. So I, I want to shout out Kasha Matilda, uh, Florida State alum. She won her first LPGA event this weekend, which was pretty awesome to see. So shout out Kasha. And that, that was awesome stuff. She was awesome. Um, Beatrice Wallen uh, was named an All-American as yeah. well as um, Charlotte Heath, uh, both FSU golf uh, women's team members. So Pretty, pretty neat for them. Uh, I'll shout out. Um, my wife picked out a great dinner spot and we had drinks by the pool at the hard rock and we stayed overnight. We have you ever stayed overnight at a hotel in your city. It's kind of like a staycation type thing. It's the first time I've ever done that. I think I don't, I don't think I've ever stayed at a hotel, but it was kind yeah. of a nice, it was like a getaway, but staying. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was called my wedding. I, I stayed at the hotel that night. I did that too. <laughs> um, but anyway, we got, no, I don't think other than that, I don't think I have, but what, what, what cut of meat you get? I saw you went to the hard rock, uh, the steakhouse in there looks really good. Yeah, it was i uh, I'll send you a picture. She took the picture cause it was facing her way when they set it down, but we got a 24 ounce bone in ribeye. Um, and it was nice. fantastic. Nice. It was so good. Um, so shout out to her for planning that for my birthday. Um, no kids. That was nice. And then we ate until we were sick. And so, um, <laughs> it was nice. Not the, the, the hotel was nice to not have to drive home afterwards because yeah. we, we, we were, it was all we could do to walk back up to the room. Yeah. Um, so shout out to her and then shout out. My son turns one on Wednesday on June 16th. So just two days from now or one shout day out Bryant. Shout out Bryant Lee. He made it a year with uh, the rest of this crazy family. So it's quite the accomplishment. Um, but yeah, so we had a fun weekend celebrating him, celebrating me. And then we uh, Father's Day is coming up. So we can celebrate me again on Sunday. My wife has had to celebrate the boys in this house for one full week. And then after Sunday on the 21st, it goes back to like celebrating the girls the other 52 or 51 weeks of the year. So um, I was glad for our one week of, of uh, celebrating us. Um other than that, I don't have any shout outs. Any uh, song pick for you today, Richie? No. Funny. My, my wife's like, what do you want to do for all this? I'm like, we don't have a kid. What are you talking about? She's like, well, we got our puppy. I'm like, I want to watch primetime golf. U.S. Open is on primetime all week. I love when it's in California. Uh, but TJ, I'll let you get pick the song. Uh, I'll tap to text it to Harlan later because I don't know what it <laughs> is. But uh, we uh, we have a pop-up show on Wednesday night. If you're still Big here time. hanging out with us. I'm not going to say who it is just yet, but you got to tune in to find out. Massive pop-up guest Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. Come back for Double Fries No Slaw. Until then, so really just about two days from now, we will see you guys later. Go Knowles.